Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Hello and welcome to another episode of League to the Max or whatever. As our music finally comes in in the background there. Uh, I, <laughs> I I am your host, I think. Uh, I am Brian Andesian Espinosa. As, as, as our lovely producer, as always, your friend of mine, Mr. Eric Watkins, is trolling me by raising the volume of the music in the background. Well, first of all, you're doing that, so I figure naturally troll, and the fact that I'm getting a weird error when it comes to our broadcasting, so there's that. Are we going to have to try this again? No, we're still live, just not everywhere simultaneously, which is strange because this has never happened before. Okay, should I give you a moment to troubleshoot this? Because that doesn't sound like a good start for the show. It's one of those, like, bad omen sign kind of things. Um, I'm going to try every minute or so. Just um, definite apologies to anybody who would be viewing this on Twitter. I got the notification on Twitter. I see us live on I see us live on your Twitter, but not on W2M Network's Twitter. That's where the error happens to be. <laughs> Is somebody streaming on W2M's Twitter at the moment? Let's go find out. Uh, yes, somebody is streaming. Wait a minute. I don't know. Actually, no. No, they're not. No, they're not, because I would have noted here, before we got started, if someone like the fine Mr. Radulich was streaming or not, so... I will keep at this in the background. Yeah, that is weird. That was very weird. So where else are we live at the moment? Why don't we go ahead and do our opening uh, opening plugs here, shall we? Uh, Facebook.com slash W2M Network and Twitch.tv slash W2M Net. And for those of those, for uh, when I say opening yeah. plugs, I mean the, the whole the whole spiel because we're already Look, off to a weird start. You're the one who said, hey, where are we live at the moment? Then you decided to say, hey, why don't we do our opening plugs, which is our whole spiel, which is actually the closing plugs. So, oh, yeah, you, you can't assemble all of these things all at once here. But for yes, those of you who, for one reason or another, enjoy taking your podcast orally, we are available on pretty much every podcast platform imaginable. Sticker, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Overcast, Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Pods. If you name it, most likely we are on it. 
hey, hey. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so what are we talking about tonight, Eric? Oh, oh, you mean you mean the whole list of things that you sent me that uh oh I don't know how there's a whole bunch of off-season drama in LCK, how there's a bunch of drama in the EU, and how you happen to plug certain teams hiring certain head coaches and using their models on previous podcasts that we've done recently. Mm-hmm. Sound about right? A couple yeah, that's a huge that's... moves. That sounds about perfect, actually. So let's go ahead and get into what I, I think might actually be the biggest news in the offseason. We've had some pretty big fucking news in this offseason, right? Like, for crying out loud, we had Bjergsen come out of retirement. Well, he says it's not retirement. He says he's going back to professional play from being a coach. But for all intents and purposes, the man is coming out of retirement, right? Mm-hmm. We and not only does he come out of retirement, he goes to Team Liquid while we're at it. Like that's that's like the icing on the cake there. But um, yeah, no, uh, Nick De Cesar. I'm pretty sure that is how you actually pronounce his name. Better known as LS or Leandri Salesman. Wait. He's a League of Legends head coach who is wait. now the... Wait, 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 wait. You interrupted me while I was doing Twitch copy pasta. Cesar, I'm pretty sure that with the spelling of that name... A more proper pronunciation would be Cesare. I don't know. This is why I go by people's caper tags because real names are hard to pronounce. Well, you you sort that out. I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty good with real names too, which is kind of well. Well, you sort this out and do your Twitch copy pasta properly from the beginning. I shall return shortly. Well, well, now that you've interrupted me. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Ah. Uh. Excuse me. All right. So while we wait for him to get back, <clears throat> yes, uh, LS, uh, this is big news, right? LS is joining Cloud9. Um, other topics we have on deck for tonight, before I get into this copy pasta, I mean, uh, description, I mean, something. See, I can't do it now. He ruined the bit, right? Like it works if he didn't, if it would have worked if he hadn't ruined the bit, but now you guys are no, like know what's coming. So the bit just doesn't hit the same way anymore. Right. You had this whole It's like, time. it's like, it's, it's like when I say, you know, when I, when I say I'm going to ask viewer a question, right. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Eric a question here. And that question so happens to be, 
My oh, usual. don't you, don't you, no, no, no. You had this whole time while I was gone getting all the stuff that you recommended to help with my voice and whatnot, but no, you didn't take advantage of it. How can I take advantage when you ruin the bit? It's like when you already know that, you know, I'm going to ask you, what's the first thing you buy at a supermarket? And it's like, it's ruined, right? Like the people already know that the freaking copy pasta is coming. So why do the copy pasta? Because it's been interrupted and now it doesn't have the same delivery. If you could have gotten his name right and say, hey, how do you pronounce his name? We could have taken care of that before the show. I looked it up. I know the spelling with the Italian background. You wouldn't have had to worry about that now, would you? Well, you know what? LS, a.k.a. Last Straw, or Low Standards, or Leandri Salesman, is a former LCK commentator. Uh, failed marketing executive and now head coach of Cloud9, who is known for uh, specifically attempting to rebuild a North American team that didn't need rebuilding in the first. I mean, uh, uh, attempting to rebuild the sales resume by convincing players to buy Meta. I mean, uh, yeah, okay, all right, that's enough of a copy pasta joke, right? Um, the biggest news here, uh, Good if we got I'm if glad can... that I interrupted that. That was horrible. Well, I had it and then I lost it, right? Like I had it going in my head and then I lost it and I had to come back to it. And I was trying to make it, you know, a little bit better. And that didn't go the way I intended it to. So why don't we get this video we got uh, here <clears throat> uh, loaded up here for the uh, for Cloud9's official announcement, right? All right, please hold as I go ahead and add this on. You should probably turn the audio up a little bit because I can hear you eating over the video. 
help out for the next year. So I gave it a lot of consideration. After thinking about what we could achieve and talking with Jack and then having a pretty heartfelt talk with Joe Marsh from T1, I made the decision to just go ahead and run with it. That was the first time I spoke to him personally. We actually had a really nice conversation about what I was trying to build. And he had some several suggestions for me on players I should go or coaches I should actually go look into who that he thought would be good for Cloud9. The two people on the top of that list were Vigard and Max, who I ended up hiring and we loved having as part of our team. And what that taught me was that Ellis was actually a really good judge of the type of coaching uh, staff that we thought was viable. And very um, because of that, uh, it gave me a good feeling that if Ellis ever was to come and join us, he'd be a really good fit for Cloud9. Through the many different iterations of discussions, he was talking with me and Max and Fudge and Blabber, um, trying to figure out what we we're going to do. Um, he, uh, and between like, between Fudge, Max, Blabber, Vigar, and LS, we came up with some really good ideas on what we could do for our team. Um, and interestingly enough, because how difficult this offseason was, we spent a lot of time changing that team, changing that configuration based on the circumstances of the hour. And hour by hour, that was changing. So we got to know each other really well through that process. At the end of it, it was really becoming clear that he loved the team that we were building and he wanted to be a part of this organization. A lot of people over the last couple of weeks have speculated that a lot of the Korean players that are coming to Cloud9 or a lot of the decisions that have been made uh, lead to me in some way. What I can say is that even while of these decisions were going on, I had agreed to help Cloud9 regardless of if I would end up joining or not. I thought that the players that have been picked up, Summit, Berserker, are two of the best players that could have been picked up for imports. I think that no one really knows a lot about Berserker. And I've commented on Summit elsewhere on Twitter. He's a player that I've thought very highly of for the last couple of years. The Fudge swap to mid lane was a conversation that I did have with Fudge, and I've spoken very highly of Fudge as a player fundamentally. And I just thought it doesn't matter if you're top or mid lane, you're still going to be one of the best Western players, if not the best Western player, in a very short period of time. Other stuff that's obviously going on with academies have been very outspoken about the need to scrim against an academy team and the need to have internal scrims and internal practice. So the academy team is being stacked with also really high level players and then even other coaches and other staff members that are being brought in are also challenger Korean level players that are also going to participate in both LCS and academy scrims to help the main team practice and just basically help get the engine running. So what's cool about this is that for the people who, who watched LS or they've heard him talk about the game in ways that they feel like um, isn't possible to perform or isn't possible to act upon, that's what we'll do this year. So we get to platform the ideas that we've been talking about as possible. Uh, we get to platform them as possible by putting them into practice and actually using the ideas that we have against other professional teams. I feel like going into 2022, there's a lot of expectations on this. A lot of people want to see me fail. They want to see the idea, the ideology from everything that I've talked about on coach streams, on Twitter, everywhere fail. And so I know that there's going to be a lot of eyes on Cloud9. I know there's going to be a lot of pressure on that. But I think that if we don't win spring, if we don't win summer, if we don't do well at Worlds, I mean, it's a failure. My idea with the roster as it is right now is to deal damage to LPL or LCK teams. Uh, I think it's constructed in a way that has a legitimate chance to do that. And that's what the intent of the roster is there to do. I think that the players that are on the roster are capable of doing that. And I think that with the infrastructure that we've set up at Cloud9, I think that the practice environment, I think everything that's able to be done is going to lead to the possibility of doing that.
Anyways, going into 2022, welcome to the church. Masses on weekends. So yeah, LS is the head coach of Cloud Nine, and I gotta admit that's that's really big fucking news, right? Because <clears throat> at one point in time, T One wanted him to be a coach for their team, right? Uh, and as uh, some of you may remember, excuse me, just a second here. Uh, as some of you may remember, that fell through significantly badly because of Korean fan base. Um, TLDR, Koreans got really salty, I guess, uh, that a quote-unquote Westerner um, was coming in to coach the team I wonder uh, what the Korean equivalent of the word gaijin is. I was going to say gaijin, and I'm like, nope, that doesn't apply here. That's Japanese, not Korean. But, yeah, no, it got so bad that uh, he was getting death threats. His grandma, um, who is his like next closest living relative, I believe, Um was getting death threats like it was, oh. it was it was it was a poor representation of the Korean fan base I'll say um so that deal fell through uh he ended up becoming a content creator aka streamer uh for T1 and has been doing that for a sense and then uh now he's moving on he's he's coming uh to north america for the first time in i think a decade um yeah he's been living in korea for like i think at least i don't know almost 10 years now something like that um a, and now a lot he's of coming, good that's doing them now he's coming back to well he actually had a very successful career in esports in Korea. He was a uh color commentator for the LCK for many years. Uh and then decided to leave. I think he just wanted to do something new. Um so he ended up leaving. I don't remember what he did in the time break or whatever. Uh, but I know he got really big streaming, almost became coach, and uh, you know he almost became coach of T one and all that. Um, but yeah, no, he's going to he's going to North America. Now, remember what I uh, now this this is actually pretty good for Cloud Nine too, uh, because remember what we were saying about how there might be communication issues. Because Cloud9 has picked up two Koreans that are like, you know, rook, uh, near rookies. Uh, I guess these are, I guess these are rookie splits. For, I guess this is a rookie split for Berserker, at least. Uh huh. Well, well, guess what? He speaks Korean. Yes. Yes. So, guess what just went away to a degree? Those, those communication issues. Yep. 
that that whole communication thing we were talking about, it's still going to be a factor, right? Because the coach is not there with them in game. Um, that would that would probably be a little bit too op, right? But uh, yeah, no. At least they will have like the coach can actually sit there and communicate with them, which I think is the best, right? Because if you mm-hmm. have there it's it's a trans like translation inherently and and this is coming i mean i know i speak multiple languages translating what somebody says is not the same as the person saying it and you understanding it right because there's always those subtle little nuances yeah there's there's subtle nuances like that yeah there's subtle nuance of language there's tone there's intonation there's word choice like specific word choice that i use if i say something and i translate it in because i speak spanish right so let's say you say something to me in english and i translate it into spanish i may not use the exact same wording or phrasing that you're using to whatever translation that i'm doing right like the translation will you know, 95% mean what you said in English, but it's not going to use, it's not going to be the same words, right? Like I may, you know, just like in, in, in English and in, in any language, there's usually, you know, at least one or two words or phrases that mean the same, that can mean the same thing, right? Not to mention and, the colloquialisms. Yeah. And colloquialisms are a little bit hard. Like an English colloquialism is is hard to translate into Spanish, right? Because you either have to know the Spanish like equivalent colloquialism, or you translate it to what the colloquialism is supposed to mean, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I slay, if 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 you tell me something and I say. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a colloquialism here now. Help me out here. And we're waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. It's the first thing that popped into my head, but it's not quite the same thing. That's Yeah, and that's not really what I was looking for as far as... Oh, okay. So, like, you tell me something, and uh, let's say, like, you say something, I'm like, shut your mouth, right? Yeah. Like, if I translate that to Spanish, I would probably translate that to, like, your, like, to a literal translation of you're crazy, or that's crazy. I mean, which is not the same, which is not the same as shut your mouth. Right. So I think that the fact that the coach can sit down, that LS is going to be able to sit down with these guys and go, you know, in whatever language necessary and say, hey, look, here's the deal. I think that's huge, right? Because then you don't have the translation issues. You don't have the whole... Yes, I said this, but the translator translated it to something a little bit more literal. And now the player may, you know, either not understand, took it the wrong way, 
so on and so forth. Um, so I think it's, I think it's really good that, uh, that they have LS and he's going to be there to, to coach the team, right? Cause LS does know quite a bit about the game. Uh, he's been commentating color, commentating Korean gameplay for years. Um, and I, I think without a doubt, it's it's not a stretch to say that Korean gameplay is is the highest quality uh, and caliber gameplay in the world. Uh, and to do that pretty consistently, I think there was a stretch where he did like 81 games straight or something like that. Whoa. Um and they play like almost every day. They're not on the LCK schedule. They have 18 teams and they play best of threes. There you can find Korean League of Legends. Like when they're in season, you can find Korean League of Legends almost every day of the week. Oh, huh, best of threes. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, they are the 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 way that league runs is um a lot different than any other league in the world as far as the number of teams they have and the whole best of 3 thing. Um So, yeah, he there was a point where they were supposed to be bringing in another co-cast another color caster uh, there was visa issues. The guy didn't arrive. Ellis was the only color caster they had. So he was pretty much doing every single game. I mean, like every single game. And I think he did that for like almost an entire season or an entire split, which is like three, four months. Because uh, the season that, starts that, that, like like late January and usually wraps like June July, so yeah, about four, almost five months. And he's doing the and he was doing the po- the uh, the playoffs and the postseason stuff too. So yeah, downright nuts. Yeah, no, the man is experienced. That's for sure. Like, there's no questioning his experience. And he innovates, right? He's he's definitely an innovator. He looks at different, you know, he he analyzes the game, right? Like he could be an analyst. I think he's done some analyst work, like on air. But, um, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, we had the meme start of Leandry Salesman, right? Like the man can sit there and look at the meta and say wait a minute, hold on. This is a hell of a lot more efficient. Why aren't you playing this instead? So I think it's an amazing addition to cloud nine's team. Um, and <clears throat> that brings us to um, our first, not a sponsor. 
Um, I'm sure you guys can tell what kind of can this is. Uh, here at the W2 Web Network and League to the Max or whatever, we certainly can be bought, but we can sure as hell be rented. Please send me a sponsorship, Mountain Dew Game Fuel. I mean, some of us have claimed in the past they can be bought, which has led to interesting discussions. And look, PepsiCo, Mountain Dew, I love you. But could you please hold off on sending their sponsorship until I get mine from Chihuahua Cerveza? Please and thank you. If you try any of this shit with the Cerveza Masfina, I will come over there and <laughs> dale un golpazo a su cabeza. Okay? I wasn't going to say it. You just did it for me. Thank you. Yo te lo voy a dar un golpazo. <laughs> Recuerda cerveza actual más fina en todos los Estados Unidos. Cerveza, oh, cerveza actual. actual más fina que su culo. La cerveza más fina es Corona y eso es final. Ya. Yeah. Ahora, yo soy Don Francisco, y yo aquí tenemos un botella de Game Fuel. Este Game Fuel no es sponsored por Mountain Dew. Por favor, dámelo un sponsorship, por favor. Muchísimas gracias. Y, y, y tú sabes que las palabras uh, correctas son patrocinador oficial, ¿no? Yo, los, yo estaba haciendo un Don Francisco. El Don Francisco <laughs> se habla en Spanglish. Oh, uh, uh, makes sense. Carry on. Thank you. That was my that was me channeling my Don Francisco. Okay, <laughs> I can't even. Uh, uh, Don Francisco. Don Francisco. Don Francisco. Who the fuck is Don Francisco? I don't know. You may have somebody there with that name. Maybe they have certain connections. We don't know now, do we? That's Don Francisco. It's going to be a sad day when that man passes. Oh, I completely agree. Uh, speaking of people... People of, speaking of people at past, since we're apparently in our whatever segment, uh, did you hear about Bob Dole? I did. A bit of a shame, but he lived a very long life, and Bob Dole was a good man, did a lot of great things, also did a Viagra commercial, not going to hold that against him. I mean, he also did all those weird Simpsons appearances. Bob Dole, vote for me, Bob Dole. Bob Dole, Bob Dole supports Bob Dole. Bob Dole! The, what what he did with Norm Macdonald on that episode of Saturday Night Live back in 96, that was hilarious. <laughs> uh. So, anything good happened? To you? Any, any interesting news out of your camp this past week? Since we're, again, we're in the whatever segment at the moment. I mean, you're a damn genius when it came to the recommending of the honey for my throat because... I had those tablespoons. <coughs> yeah, that was very professional. Anyway, I had those <laughs> professionalism here on the W2M network. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. 
I had those tablespoons live on air, and instantly my throat felt better. So, yes, that was a big plus. And um, apologies for those who were waiting for the new episode of Soccer to the Max. Unfortunately, few things have happened with Sean. He's on the mend, but he's okay. A bit of an accident, but we will be back forthwith. Oh, no. What happened to Sean? I'll explain later, but yeah. Car accident. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, again, he's okay, so nobody freaking out, but yeah. With the timing and everything, that there was no way that we could do an episode, so I've been checking well, in with him. He's on the mend, doing better, and we will definitely reconvene. I, I suppose we should not direct our viewers to send their hate mail to s.garmer at gmail.com for the time being, then, huh? Send them your send him your well wishes just this once. Yeah, for once, send your well wishes to our executive producer here at the W2M network, Mr. Sean Garber, at his email address, which is s.garmer at gmail.com. You see what I did there though? That uh, that that was very clever. See, that's how you execute certain things. Yeah, uh, some some hosts on this network, I, I don't know if they're ever going to learn. No, they're not. That's why they're co-hosts. Uh, speaking of, uh, yeah, he's on the men today as well. So we, uh, I know I mentioned that to you earlier off air. He uh, He's not feeling too well today either. Yeah, we're all dealing with a little something-something one way or another. But, yeah. Uh, Something going around, and I'm not talking about that Omicron crap. Oh, me, Cron. Oh, me, Cron. Is Greek really that hard, people? I know it's Omicron. I wanted to say that just because I was not trying to go down that road. Thank you. All <laughs> right, so in our next segment here today... <laughs> hard left turn up ahead. <laughs> Warning, hard left, up ahead. In one foot, make a hard left. <laughs> Ugh, that would be a horrible GPS. Well, it would be just... In one foot, same. make a hard left. In well, six it, inches, yeah. make a hard left. Well, You I have mean, entered your destination. <laughs> it reminds me of that Allstate commercial where Mayhem was playing the GPS. I fucking love that one you have arrived at your destination eric's banana cream pies incorporated <laughs> look after some of the conversations that i've had with other hosts at this network <laughs> off air that just son of a bitch son of a bitch <laughs> what I, 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 you realize that uh, there's like there's like two it, there's like two running gags that are never gonna die on this network now, right? One yeah. of them, one of them is Family Fortunes Turkey, and two is now Banana Cream Pie. And to think, if Harry was the one of all people who started it all, I just ran with it. <laughs> uh, that's a great. That was a great episode. 
<laughs> and see, uh. folks, these are all the shenanigans that you get to be privy to when you subscribe and follow all of us here at the W2M Network. Yes, and uh, if you would like to know where it all began, as far as the banana cream pies go, you can tune in to Life is Like a Game Show here on the W2M Network with uh, with Eric and myself as uh, co-hosts, along with Harry Broadhurst, which you may recognize from other shows here on this network, and our one-off guy who knows a little bit too much about history, Jonathan Nielsen. That that sounds about right. A very apt title for him. Now, <clears throat> moving on, since I'm getting the visual cue to move on to uh, back to the actual show and on to our next topic. Like and, I said, uh, the, the, not- the cream, the, the, the banana cream pie a little hit a little bit too close to home over the past couple of days. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Harry, if you're listening, you know damn well what I'm talking about. Apparently, I need to get caught up on some shit off air. Uh, uh, to use one of our classic phrases, we got to talk, babe. Oh, shit. I know what the hell that means. Uh, and for those of you who are longtime soccer to the max fans, yes. It is a 100% flat-out conundrum. Y'all yeah. know about the conundrums. Is it is it is it a, a crucial conundrum? All right, I made my one bad I made my one bad John Game Show joke. No, but since you did it, and I'm in a mood. All right, I'll take the monkey. I'll take the monkey. But anyway, he's trying to get us back on track here. Um, our next topic, um, we're, we're still talking about the preseason, obviously. Um, Golden Guardians um, released their coaching roster. Yes, a coaching roster. Would you believe that? Um, you probably wouldn't because this is the first time any team has done any of that, has done this, right? Uh, Golden Guardians has is the first team to ever field a positional coach to all five positions, at least in North America. I, it, this may have been done elsewhere internationally, right? But North in in North America, Golden Guardians is the first team to field a positional coach to every position, which I think it's actually huge, right? Like, I think it means that the, first of all, I think it's the game going in a right, in the right direction, right? It's just like football. The the head coach knows a little bit about everything, but you need guys that they just live and breathe, you know, special teams, quarterbacks, wide receivers, whatever. Right. So I think this this is huge. Um, the other thing which I find I, I saw interesting here um, is the bot coach, the 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 ADC, the bot lane coach, right? They have stick say, um, which means that we're gonna not see stick say playing professionally. Um, I remember when stick say came in. I remember his rookie split. Um. 
I think he's an excellent player. I'm kind of surprised to see. I, I uh, how do I want to put this right? Like, it's not a like silent. It's kind of a weird fade, right? Like he's not making a big deal about like leaving pro play. He's not making a big deal about becoming a coach, but it's not something that anybody expected to happen. Like it's not like people aren't making a big deal about it, although I think it's a, it, it, it's kind of a big deal and a little bit more more news should be, you know, thrown toward it, but yeah, no, it's we're not going to see him playing professionally for the for the first time. I'm pretty sure since his rookie split, which was what 2017, I think. Um, maybe 2018. <laughs> I don't remember for sure offhand. Um, but yeah, he's moving into a coaching role, so I'm wondering if this is like the career path that he wants to take moving forward, right? Like, is he? 100% done with pro play as a player and he wants to move into that like you know coaching front office type of role or is this just a quote unquote temporary thing um because he couldn't find a team right either way i think golden guardians benefits benefits from it right like not to great- mention the not to mention the fact that I'm pretty sure the Golden Guardians now have a larger coaching staff than the Golden State Warriors. Well, they have six coaches, so you tell me. Yes, because, I mean, honestly, I want to say the Warriors only have, like, three head coach Steve Kerr and two assistants. But yeah, no, these, uh, this is, like I said, I think this is huge. I think this is the right direction that teams should be going in. I would, I would love to see every team do this, especially, um, maybe some of these players who haven't been able to find like these really good players. Um, like for example, Jensen, we still haven't heard anything from him. I would love to see him as a positional coach, for somebody right hell what if they name him uh, uh what if team liquid says okay well we can't play him we'll name him as a coach right um i i think this is uh, the west is finally like western teams i think are finally like closing the gap on what eastern teams have been doing successfully for years right well not to mention the fact that also we here especially in na love to throw money at our players, fine. I would like to think that a lot of these teams have the budgets and stuff to be able to expand their coaching stats like this. I I think some of these like higher salary or higher higher money teams, right? The richer teams in the league can definitely afford to do this. Uh, and Golden Guardians is definitely up there in that higher dollar bracket range. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think this is huge. Um, I, I like where this is going. We will we will have to see uh, where Golden Guardians ends up in the standings this year, and whether or not we honestly can believe it's attributable to the expanded coaching staff. Right. Because like, 
you can have all these coaches, but then you can turn around and have the problem of too many chefs, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is if if that's the problem we have yet, right? Like you have five players, five coaches, you know, the, it is a team game. I think it's going to come down to how well can these coaches and these players work together to achieve the common goal, right? Cuz like, you know, some of the coaches and some of the positions, yeah, there's like fundamental mechanic things you can work on. There's, you know, knowing matchups and things like that, but there are also like team dynamic things, right? Like the quarterback coach can, you know, teach the quarterback how to throw the ball and how to, you know, identify when he's about to get sacked and all that other stuff. But the wide receiver coach has to be there to have the, to, to show the wide receiver how to catch the ball. Right. And even then, the quarterback, you have to be able to sense the pressure, go ahead and get proper timing routes, helping read certain defenses and coverage, wide receivers, going ahead and knowing which different routes, how to execute, when to cut. And then above those, the offensive coordinator bringing all them together saying, all right, if the wide receiver's doing this, you've got to throw here. You've got to go to this check down here, et cetera. And that's exactly what I was getting towards is – you have these coaches, but you don't have a coordinator, right? I think the coordinate, I think the head coach on this team is about to become, is about to be doing the job of an offensive and a defensive coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think I think it, it, it's going to come to an arrow to see how well he can juggle all of that, right? Like if they can juggle it and they make it work and, you know, they they look at playoffs they they you know they look at a top 3 spot then that's great and i think we see a lot more teams you know start adopting this this style of coaching and this this you know mentality but i i i don't want to say it's a good experiment but for right now just because of you know the fact that this is north america and this is unprecedented i think for now you do have to call it an experiment right because mm-hmm. This seems like a no-brainer for like physical sports, but for esports, this is kind of uncharted territory. We've we've seen you know uh, Eastern teams do this, but this isn't something West Western teams normally do. Western teams, uh, like you said before, Western teams throw the money into the specifically into the player. Eastern teams throw the money into the organization. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Western teams are starting to realize that's really where the where the gap is, right? The the organization versus the player. The player can be good, but the player can't carry the organization by himself. Right. And the Eastern teams know that and they capitalize on that. The Western teams, I think, are still trying to figure it out. But I'm I'm very happy to see that. Um, we'll see we'll see how they do this year um, because I'm pretty sure that these guys have one year contracts, which means they're locked in for uh, spring and summer split. So when we talk about the end of the the end of the year, you know, right before Worlds, you know, come right around you know September, 
late September, we'll uh, we'll come back to this topic and see how well they did. It all comes back to September. Name a time of the year <laughs> that a woman begins to look pregnant. No, name the month. Oh, name the a... month that a woman begins. Yeah, wow, I'm out of it. I need more of this game fuel. See, if you had a chihuahua, you would have been able to nail that line. <sighs> I can do this all day. Oh, I know you can. <laughs> I know you can. See, next week, you're, we're going to go on air. You can make that joke, and we'll pull out an actual Corona. Because I am not above going out to the grocery store <laughs> getting a six-pack of Corona bottles. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm really not that much big of a fan of Corona. So why don't you try Chihuahua instead? Especially the guava I'm not, lime. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not a fan of beer in general. Neither was I until I discovered Chihuahua by freak accident. Yeah. All right. So before we go into another whatever segment here. Um, more, let's talk about more, well, kind of old news, but some off season stuff, right? Um, team liquid has finally officially announced Whippo and Han Sama, uh, to the team, but they released a, a, as, as typical, they released a little, you know, intro welcome video. Uh, and I, I, thought the one from Whippo was is worth a watch. So let's uh well uh Eric gets that pulled up there. Um well it, it, it's worth a watch. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to say too much. Uh, I ha like I don't want to front load the video. All right. All right. Uh Whippo, are you ready? Yes sir. Action. Hi everyone, my name is Whippo and I'll be playing Jungle for Team Liquid this year. Cut. Um, Whippo, you said Jungle. Oh, ah, my bad, sorry. You know, last split out, you know. Uh, my bad. Let's try again. No problem, Gabe. Let's just do it again real easy. Action. Hi, my name is Whippo and I'll be playing Support for Team Liquid in 2022. And I'll be playing Mid. And I'll be playing Volibear. My name is Whippo and I'm running for president. My name is Bjergsen and I'll be coaching. My name is White Whippo, and I'll be playing the whole top side of the map. My name is Whippo, and I'll be playing top. Uh, why is he in his fanatic jersey? Oh, sh**. <laughs> my name is Whippo, and I'll be playing bot lane. Gabe, you said bot lane. Uh, my, sorry about that. Do you remember what My name is Whippo. My name is Whippo. And I'll be playing top lane. And I'll be playing top lane. Now say it together. It together. My name's Team Liquid, and I'll be playing Whippo. My name is Whippo, and I'll be playing top lane once again, and I'm super excited to be going back to my first and favorite role. Such an exciting play. You can see things on his way up, still unkilled at the 15 minute mark as Whippo flashes forward. The broken blade has been reforged. Bottom lane, the key burst, the valor, the chase. To me, says Whippo to Tinks. Find a logic in the middle and end. Bot lane's been Oh my goodness. So Unicorn didn't see that one coming. The old he's going to flash away. Look at the knockup. But if he has the damage, he's close. And yes, in the 1v2, Whippo finds a solo kill. Legitimate thing that we used to talk about. 
So, on Kelly's first win of the game, he's got it. Absolute line where they're literally just trying to outplay their opponent. This is it. Patrick in the meat grinder. Ning does not have flash, but he's going to get the... Oh! Wepo is sick, has and walks away with his life. A little bit more damage coming down. Oh, but he survives. Wepo stays alive through it all. RJS trying to go for the kill, but now he's flashing away. Wepo, oh you f***ing monster. Denix on the way in. Wepo going to take a lot of pressure here. They're still trying to finish this one off. Wepo's just going to cut through the entire team. Goodbye to Dan Dan and the rest of the team. Run. What an outplay there from Whippo! Super excited to start a new chapter in my life over here at Team Liquid. Team Liquid was one of the main choices, if not the first choice that came to mind for me uh, for a team to join, even before I considered any other team. That includes the LEC. I'm super excited to be here. I'm really grateful Team Liquid went for me, and I hope I can make it great. Okay, you were right. That was very well done. Yeah, no, that is how you do a fucking intro video for a fucking player. I just love the jab at Fnatic with him saying, my name is Speaking of Fnatic, uh, I haven't seen or heard any new news uh, in the upset Adam fanatic drama, right? Um, I'm going to check really quick something here. Um, oh, oh, never mind. No, this actually is getting worse. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't. Oh, no, I know that look. Oh, dear Lord. This is getting worse. Uh, no, we're not going to talk about this for like two hours, but. um, Here's a tweet that I just found from oh. the 5th. So over the weekend. Oh, Jesus. I don't like the sound of this. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Upset's wife retweeted that tweet saying, Thanks to this kid, I received death threats almost every day for no reason. Uh, and Upset has retweeted this tweet as well saying offered to talk to him in person multiple times since which he ignored every time at this point he just wants drama but very disgusting to feel this hate towards her even more and avoiding any real conversation see this is where i said this is where i where i was saying last week about him being immature adding to this partly comes into play we are now at the full immaturity phase of handling this setting in. Right? Like, I'm trying to remember a, a, a thing here. Give me a second here. 
like Adam has a legitimate gripe, right? Yes. But the now the way he's like the the way he started, like the way he addressed it was not the worst way in the world to go about it, but it certainly didn't do him too many favors, right? True. Now now we're at the line of you are doing more harm to your case than good. Yeah, I, I mean, you've got a point there. It's just you've gotten everything out and you go ahead and you let it go just as it was. Oh. Oh, do not tell me there's a but wait, there's more. There is a but wait, there's more. I'll have to find I'll have to find his stream. Um is he is he streaming now? Did he already stream? He is uh he streamed nine hours ago. This tweet was ten hours ago. Uh so I need to go back and watch a Twitch stream apparently. Oh Jesus. Although nope, nope, never mind. I am gonna shut up for once. Oh no, I want to hear it because when you do that, you'd realize that like the moment you do that, you the whole you could say I'm going to shut up, and that absolves you from like the bad karma, but you still have to say it. I mean, all I was saying was I like the extra touch with the uwu because hearing that word in certain situations oh, does make God. me feel some type of way. Oh, God. Here we go. See, I warned you. I told myself I was going to shut up, but you didn't listen. You brought this upon yourself. I didn't do this to me. I did this to me. Let it begin. Close enough. I, I wasn't trying to go for an exact quote there. Yeah, so Adam tweeted today, 10 hours ago. Um, stream at 21 hours, you know, the Europe, Europeans. We'll take five minutes at the beginning of my stream. I, I sent the tweet. You can get it up. <laughs> Just realized what I said. <laughs> hey viewer, hey viewer, hey viewer. Yes. Banana cream pie. <laughs> oh, I am such a child sometimes. <laughs> you got any banana cream pies to go get that tweet up? Oh. Well, I gotta get it up first in order to deliver the banana cream pie. It's a process here. <laughs> and after that, you're gonna need ten minutes in a can of Mountain Dew Game Fuel. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Please don't take away the sponsorship that you're gonna give me. See, that wouldn't have happened with Chihuahua. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, 
Exactly. Okay. Yeah. The tweet's up. (laughs) Apparently, he wants to end the drama. Um, He's going to talk about it on air. I just checked his Twitch. He's got a three-hour stream from about nine hours ago. So... I will have to go back and watch that, and we can report on this once and for all next week. Yeah, so we say. I mean, before you know it, this is going to get the live lags Alec Baldwin treatment. (laughs) See, Brian, I have never seen you have that look on your face before. I'm tired, of the Lila, I'm tired of the Alec Baldwin shit. Well, was it something I said? I never <laughs> seen you get bug-eyed. I didn't think you were capable of getting bug-eyed like that. I do not want to divide. I, what's bad enough, we doubled the length of a fucking episode just by talking about this last week. Look, I say it before I say it again. They're both in the wrong um upset is not entitled to to privacy amongst his teammates if he can't trust his teammates he needs to get the fuck off the team if he can't trust people in general he probably shouldn't be a professional athlete you know go be a coach or something a lot less pressure a lot less you know in the spotlight work work a front office like an analyst job or something absolutely Like there, if you, you know, you're not like, you know, single point of failure level critical. So. What I find funny is even though Adam is not on Fnatic anymore, he still has his Fnatic banner as his uh, cover photo on his Twitter account. I'm uh, wondering he's prob- if he's probably been too lazy to change it. Possible. I mean, he did change his Twitter bio, but then again, that is a little bit easier than uh Now, I'm wondering if anybody's going to pick this kid up for the uh for the for the spring split, you know? Not after this saga. I would probably not. not. No, uh, as much as I hate to say it, he may have killed. I don't want to say killed his career, but he might have actually killed his career with this. And the only reason why I say that is because the kid's what, 19, right? Like this yep. is like his prime. I mean, he's, you've got a good, what, three, four years in your prime and potentially about a decade ahead of him. Yeah, like he could probably play till about, I don't know, Bjergsen's what, 31, 30? Like he's about our age. But that's that point where you start like sliding off a little bit, right? Like that's that point where if you've been playing so long, you're like old blood veteran. And if you didn't make a brand out of yourself and you weren't on a good top, you know, consistently top performing team, you don't really have a name for yourself, right? 
Mm-hmm. And and I think that like so so the kicker to this whole thing is like I said, they're they're both in the wrong. To an extent, they're both in the right. Um I I value and I never said I haven't. I value upsets right to privacy. I just don't think that given the situation and given the specific context, he is specifically entitled to it in this case. Right. To the general public at large, to anybody outside of his, you know, five, his four other teammates and his coach. I think he is entitled to that privacy, right? Or and maybe the fanatic man, like the 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 big fanatic management wigs, right? Mm-hmm. But the 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 fast forwarding to the point that I'm I'm effectively trying to make here. If Adam had gone about this the right way, and I'm not ex- and the, the the problem with that also is I'm not exactly sure what the right way would have been, right? Um, but if he went, I'll say if he went about it a better way, because I don't know if there's a right way in this situation, in all honesty, I I think in order to get the, 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 the reaction and the results necessary, you had to create social media flare up. I don't want to call it drama or a scandal, but you definitely needed to create a social media flare up, right? Right. But if he went about creating that flare up the right way and he wasn't, frankly, it's not even for lack of a better term, it just straight is. Uh, if he wasn't being so petty about it afterward, he could still be with Fnatic right now, right? Mm-hmm. Adam is a good player. Fnatic is the kind of team that that would have given Adam a career, a fan base, and a brand. Like, look at Reckless, for example, right? Like, Reckless spent time with Fnatic, and that's how he built his brand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a lot of... um whatchamacallit there's fanatic is one of those teams that definitely can get you a brand name and when you're an esports player you you especially nowadays like if these if, if, if you're you know 15 16 17 18 19 like you're a teen and you're trying to get into professional esports say you make it Right, like you get lucky as shit, and you make it. Whether you're on a, a academy team, or you get really fucking lucky and make it onto a main team, the biggest thing that you have to do is one: you you need a damn good investment banker first yep. of all, right? Like, because that money ain't going to be there forever. Um, rely on the team for as much as they're willing to give you. So if they have a team house, take it. You know. If if they you know if they've got a, if they've got a chef they're doing meals or whatever, like the the that that is the one thing that I will definitely <coughs> like as a professional player. It's not 
hard to save money, right? Like you get put up in a house for free. You get meals. I mean, sure, you can order your own food and stuff, but um, at least in the past, we've we've known teams to have chefs in these come in these homes and cook for the teams, like actual healthy meals at that, and and not junk food or takeout. Um, I, I think you have to have an investment banker and you have to like, you have to know your end get your, you have to have your end game, like your, your quote unquote retirement goal already planned out when you start, or at least within the first year of you starting. Right. Yeah. Because you may only get one or two years. But I think that's the problem with Adam, right? Is he got really fucking petty and and really outlandish. And now, sure, he's a great top laner. He was, you know, what was he? Rookie of the split or something like that for 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 while he was over in Fnatic. <coughs> like he he does have some accolades under his belt. Obviously, he was part of a team that took Fnatic to Worlds. Um, but the way he acted, the teams are going to look at that and they'll be like, no, he's, he's too hostile to work with. He's too petty. He's too, whatever. We don't like, we don't think that his personality is going to mesh with our team. And because of that, I don't know if he ever gets on a team again. And the only thing people are going to remember him for is oh yeah he had that petty social media drama bullshit with upset over worlds 2020 or 2021 and it's a shame really because it's one of those to where it's like well what could have been yeah and we're not saying that in the terms of uh the fud fat fudge factor either right Although that was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think he's he's seriously damaged himself. And if he's smart, he, you know, puts out a pot. Like I said, I haven't seen this this yet. I haven't said it, it didn't trend or anything. So I don't know how big it was. Whatever he said on on his on his stream today, if he said anything. Um, because you know, you can tweet and say you're gonna say something and then turn around and change your mind, but I I think that if he comes out, he apologizes, he said, Hey, I'm not happy with how this was handled, but I could have went about it a better way. If he if he takes upset's offer for the two of them to sit down and hash all this bullshit out. So that at least he has closure. Maybe. It won't be spring for sure, but maybe summer split. Somebody might pick him up. Maybe or better yet, he gets a team in 2022. I would honestly say it would be more likely for 2022 because with something like this. Okay. Let there's not a lot. There's there's not as many changes and player pickups and stuff that people think happen in the in the mid split than what we're trying to make it sound like, right? 
Well, and like, not you'll even get, just... You'll get one or two, like, you know, flips and pickups and releases and benches and whatever. But it's not like preseason where entire rosters will get shaken up or things like that. Like, usually for a team to change out something, you know, between spring <coughs> and summer split... The person performing in spring had to have, like, just performed so fucking badly that literally anything else would be better, right? Yeah. Because these these players get signed to one-year contracts, and a one-year contract is a spring and a summer split. Not to mention the fact that, okay... The longer that this takes and you things die down, the more likely that people won't entirely remember. Oh, that's true as well. So if you give this time, you let a year go by, you know, spring, summer split, maybe another world, obviously. So maybe now we're talking 2023. Maybe as long as he keeps everything up, it's like, all right, you've been staying out of trouble. This was this. You've let it go. We'll take a chance. Yeah, I could see that. Especially if he keeps up, if he can maintain his grandmaster ranking, right? Exactly. That's also yeah. Huge. Like if he just, you know, kind of falls by the wayside, that's not going to look good for him. But if he like shows, hey, I'm dedicated to the grind. I'm going to keep myself in Grandmaster. I'm going to stay on top of the meta. Then, yeah, maybe a lesser team comes to him and says, hey, we're willing to pick you up. Don't pull the bullshit you pulled in 2021. But it's going to suck because this is one of his, like, prime years, so to speak. Right. That he's not going to be on a team which actually brings me to the next thing i want to talk about today <laughs> i don't think there's enough teams in the lec or the lcs go on look at the lck right LCK has, I believe it's what, 18 teams? Yes, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, I want to double check that because I know I threw that number out. But uh, LCK. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten teams. And North America has one, two, three, four, five, six. No, that can't be right. Oh, sorry. No, it wasn't the LC. It wasn't the LCK. It's China that has ridiculous amount of teams. Excuse me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, they have seventeen teams in China. Um. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, 
Yeah, they play bet. Yeah, I was right. I just I instead of Korea, I meant to say China earlier. My apologies. Um, I'm sure somebody's going to send me a, a a tweet about that. At the Andesian on Twitter. Yeah, they have 17 teams. They play best of threes. Every other team has 10. Or every other region has 10. China, there's no problem with players not, like, there's no problem with good talent not getting on a team because there's so many fucking teams out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the biggest problem that a lot of us, that, that we're seeing a lot of in North America, in Europe, even a little bit in Korea, right? Was that there are <coughs> really good players that aren't going to be playing in 2022, and I think that there's two ways that you have that you have to fix that, and I think both of them need to be implemented. Right? Okay. One, and. I am more for this in all sports than I am against. I know that there are pros and cons, but I think in the end, the pros outweigh salary caps. Yeah, I'm usually, especially one done right. Yes, I am much more favorable with salary caps. Salary salary caps, contract caps, right? There is a a there are contract caps in at least North America. Um, you can go for a one to four year con. Actually, I think you can go as little as a one split contract. Um, but I know you can go at least you, the maximum contract you can do is four years. Uh, that's that's one of that's riots one of riots rules, right? Mm-hmm. There are no salary caps, which I think is a problem. Um, I think if you have salary caps, I would love salary caps because, frankly, and I'm going I'm to use a very, hopefully, our the rest of our viewers get this reference, but I would love to see League Go Moneyball. Okay. I'm probably going to have to explain that reference a little bit myself. For those of you who are not familiar with the term Moneyball, who did not read the book Moneyball, I suggest it's a very great read. Who did or not the, see or the movie? Or the movie. the movie. I was just about to mention the movie. The movie is a good movie. Moneyball is a principle by the Oakland, soon to be Las Vegas Athletics in Major. Blame the city of Oakland, okay? They don't want to do shit for the A's for a new stadium. Isn't that where the wasn't that wasn't that where the Raiders were too? Yes, and you saw they moved. Yeah, what the fuck is with Oakland getting rid of all of their sports teams and letting Vegas pick them up? Well, not all of them in Vegas. The Warriors moved across the Bay to San Francisco, but again, uh, well, fair enough. But still, but. That franchise, especially under general manager Billy Bean, they were not the really cash-rich, revenue-flowing teams in Major League Baseball. They're still not. 
So what do they do? They go out and say, all right, we have a particular analytic-driven strategy. We find players that fit our analytics great. Keep that analytics-driven strategy throughout our minors going up to the major leagues. Find everybody who will buy into that particular strategy and players who other teams aren't really looking at they will get on the cheap. But with the perfect players fitting that analytic-driven strategy, it has led to a lot of success. Other teams have copied that strategy with even more success. Building that particular strategy so you can go ahead and win on the cheap. Yes. And I would love to see North America League have to play money ball and you get somebody at the lower end of the the financial spectrum, so if you will, like, you know, maybe a, a, a CLG or an Immortals um, field a team that is seriously competitive against a Cloud9, a TSM, a Team Liquid that are very, you know, cash rich teams that, you know, they don't have to worry about, you know, how much they can play their players. But if everybody's on the same playing, you know, on the same playing field with salary caps, um, I, I think, you know, team compositions get a lot more interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I and the other thing that I like is I think it also breaks the concept of the super team. Because unless these players are willing to take pay cuts to play on these super teams, we don't see completely stacked. You don't see, you know, one, two, maybe three rosters stacked in super team, you know, status and everybody else is scraping the bottom of the barrel. Right, and I get that because where do you really get the parity? Exactly. Right now, there really is no parity, right? Because there's no, no force that forces parity. No. But if you if you introduce a salary cap, that's a parity driving force. Indeed, it is. Because not everybody on, you know, I'll, I'll use Cloud9 because as much as I'm a Cloud9 fan, I will also, you know, turn around and criticize them fairly at the, you know, same, same coin flip. You are not going to get, or sorry, uh, uh, I won't use Cloud9. I'll use Team Liquid because they got bigger names that I know are going to command dollars. Cloud9 kind of actually, I think, did play Moneyball this split right with the two imports mm -hmm. you got the t1 academy import uh, so i think they 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 played smart i'll give them that but no let's look at team liquid right they picked up han sama they picked up bjergsen right like i don't know what they're paying han sama but i guarantee you they're paying bjergsen probably two three million dollar contract right 
like they've got to be paying him comparable money to what he was making at TSM. And I know at TSM, he was making two, three million dollars easy, plus the ownership stake. Let me see if I can. So 2016, Bjergsen was had signed a 300,000 a year, five-year contract with TSM. Okay. Um, that's nice for his. I'm trying to see if I can. Okay, so Sword Art signed with TSM, right? $6 million over two years. And that Oof. was this time last year. Okay. $3 million for, 20, for 21 and 22. And I believe they still have him, right? They haven't gotten rid of Sword Art. So. Um. October 27th, 2020, Jensen reportedly agrees to three-year, $4.2 million extension with Team Liquid. So $1.4 million a year. Yeah. Again, these are big numbers, is Very. the point I'm getting at. If you normalize these numbers down and introduce salary caps that say, I don't know, three-quarters of a million, Right. And you have a total salary cap of, I don't know, $4 million. Well, Well, but this is what I'm saying. You wouldn't, you could introduce the 750000 or a million. Introduce that as sort of your contract cap. Or <clears throat> say you want to do a floating salary cap. All right. Say that you originally set it for $4 million. Sure. And if revenue goes up or goes down, negotiate all that. Say, all right, fine. One particular player cannot make above X percentage of your cap. And say 28% or what have you. Under a $4 million cap, that's still over a million. Yeah. But you can still have that flexibility for your other players. Yeah. And I think that's how you need to go about it, right? Like, just 
you know, walking into a negotiating room or walking to the negotiations table and saying money is not a problem. You name your price. That's how bad we want you. That I think needs to end in League of Legends. Because that is how you're getting these quote unquote super teams, right? That's Uh how we end up with rosters like Team Liquid's roster that is just so insanely stacked that I'm afraid that they're going to get hit by the super team curse. And I'm going to laugh when they do. (laughs) Every team that has like just blown the bank um, and, and gone for a super team has always ended up performing in the bottom half of the standings. If not just like bottom quarter. Like historically super teams either do absolutely great or they complete or they bottom out worse than anything you've ever seen. And I'm not sure about this Team Liquid team, right? It looks too perfect on paper. And the last time we saw a team that looked too perfect on paper, they bombed. Now, notably, it was a lot of an it was a lot of an ego thing, right? Like ego has a lot to do with it because you get all these super, you build a super team. So what's considered what's in your super team? It's a lot of super players, like a lot of star players, right? Yeah. And, and these players know that they're good. So therefore, they've developed a little bit of an ego. I mean, we've seen this in in basketball like twenty times over by now. Oh yeah, like that's the most notable example of a of a physical sport I can point you at for examples. So you get all these players with ego. They don't want to play with each other. They want to be the star shining, you know, carry, and your entire team falls apart. Team Liquid, I think, has the opposite problem, but we can get to that next week because we're kind of going a little long, and I don't want another three, four-hour show. Finally, you've realized these things. Um, But yeah, I think if you add two more teams, right? Because I think the player base, I think there's enough of a player base both from North America and available imports, right? Yeah. I like the import rule. No more than two imports on the team. That they need to keep, right? Definitely. Because otherwise more- we're just gonna we're just gonna import all of the I don't want to call them reject talent, but for lack of a better term, we're gonna import all the reject talent from Eastern teams. We actually saw a similar thing in a uh, bit of a preeminent situation that became very prominent in domestic rugby here in the United States because of importing talent. Having the homegrown stay homegrown, completely fine with that. Oh, yeah. But I think if you add two two teams, right, 
you bring it from what are we at uh 10 right now so 10 to 12 1 2 3 4 6 7 8 9 yeah you bring it up to 12 teams it's still an even number so as far as like you know playoffs and you know teams fate like as far as the the split structure is concerned you're not yes you're adding what another game a week probably Sounds about, yeah, you're adding another game a week. Because instead of five, you would have six. And even then, would you consider, because how is the format right now? I would assume 10 teams, a double round robin. Uh, That sounds about right. I'm going to pull it up. Hold on. tournaments lcs spring uh double round robin each team plays 18 matches best of one first to sixth go to playoffs first to fourth go to the semifinals there is a a losers bracket here um fifth and sixth seeded into losers round one um Yeah, so, yeah, double round robin for the normal, basically double round robin for the normal season. Okay. Uh, and then playoffs are top six teams. Okay. so But you, you don't have to change that, right? You don't have to change you, your playoff format or anything. No, you don't have to change your playoff format. Keep the top six, although yeah, I could see that being a little bit quirky, but I get their idea. But um, keeping the playoff format, but one game a week, and you would add four extra game weeks to keep it a double round robin. So instead of 18, you could do a 22. Or what you could also do. I well, the, hate- the, here, I'll send you the LCS page, but the playoffs <laughs> are essentially uh, double elimination with six seeds. Okay, so again, I would keep that. That's no problem. But you would, to keep it as a double round robin, add four extra match weeks. So instead of 18 games, you'd be having 22. Or if you wanted to keep it entirely as it is, although I do not advocate this, you could set up a sort of conference system. So which I don't, yeah, I don't think that they want to add time onto the split, but I think adding games would probably, as like, if it's like one or two extra games a week, I think you could get away with that. Yeah. Because if you could save like the way that you would have to do it, because you're looking at five matches a week, 18 weeks. That's 90 matches. So on a 22-game schedule, you would have 12... No, wait, hold on. Let me make sure I'm doing my math right. Because with 10 teams... Yeah, 90 matches. So with 12 teams, you would be going 132 matches. Yes, that's a near 50% increase but if you wanted to keep it over 18 weeks, 
instead of say five matches a week, you could have forty-two divided by eighteen. So you'd be adding two, so you'd have seven matches a week and occasionally eight. It would be a bit of a quirky schedule, but it's doable. If you, however, go through the conference system, keeping it at an 18-match schedule, you would have two conferences of six, and then actually you would be even shorten it because you could have play everybody in your conference twice, play everybody in the opposite conference once, and then you would have 16 matches instead of 18. So there's ways to work around it. Let me pull up just so we can compare, right? Right. Uh, Where is upcoming... Okay. Ah, shit. Go back. Okay. No, not. All right. There's the LPL spring format. LPL spring format is single round robin, best of three. Top 10 teams advance to the playoffs, but they have 17 teams. Okay. So that's a 16 game schedule. Top two yeah. teams get seeded into the semifinals. Third and fourth get seeded into last round of playoffs. Fifth and sixth get seeded into second round of playoffs. Seventh and ten get seeded into the first round of playoffs. So basically... It's a, in, like a King of the Hill double yeah, elimination the, hybrid. Yeah, so it's kind of like a stepladder, really. Yeah. So they basically... well. So, yeah, third through ten seed from the group stage are divided into two brackets. And they play King of the Hill. So that's stepladder. Three, six, seven, ten. Or in one, the other four seeds. So that would be four, five, eight, nine. Okay. Very, very quirky. I will say that, but you could do something like that and yes, have that to where you have so many match days and you could honestly change it to a best of three instead of a best of one, something like that. There's a lot that you can do. Oh, yeah. But I think that the takeaway here, right? You have a lot of players that can't go to other teams because the teams can't afford to buy out their contracts from the current, um, from the current owners. Mm-hmm. Or 
more like an and or, but or not enough spots available overall for these players. Right. <clears throat> and this is something we're seeing both in NA and EU right now. Which is why we saw play. We, we were seeing some players like Reckless, for example, go down to developmental. Well, not developmental. We were seeing them go down to the minors. Yeah. They're not in this. They're not in the developmental league. They're in the. They're in the minors. Which, in league for for the, the league fans out there, yeah, they're effectively the the academy teams, the developmental teams, etc. North America seems to be slowly adopting the baseball system. Uh, when it comes to how teams are structured, right? Like you have an actual academy, like a development team, then you have a minor team, then you have your major team. But yeah, I would love to see one or two teams added to the league overall, right? Um, I think it would be healthy for the LCS and the LEC. I think it gives opportunities for these players that would like to play, but don't are not being given the opportunity to do so because of contracts, because of whatever, um, you know, whether it's contracts, whether it's, there's no spots available, whatever the case may be, they get their opportunity to play. And there's more League of Legends games, right? I mean, who doesn't want more League of Legends games? I, I, I think that a lot of people have said, hey, look at how China plays. Look at how Korea plays. They have, you know, China has best of threes. Korea, I believe, also has best of threes. Um, let me Let me check one second here. Uh, the LCK, LCK spring 2022. Yeah. Uh, Korea plays best of threes. Nobody's complaining about, you know, oh, this is too many games. And the West is cared about viewership numbers and is care. They care about the money where the Eastern teams are like, well, but the people that are going to watch are going to watch. It doesn't matter how many fucking games there are. We may not get them for every single game, but we're going to get them for whatever games they can watch. Western's like, oh, well, we want to play as few games. We don't want to play like so many games where everybody's like, you know, burnt out or whatever. I don't think that burnout is a thing, right? Like we, a lot of, you know, NA fans end up watching EU because there's not really, there's not so many NA games. So, like, the Eastern teams play best of threes, and they're winning the world championships because they're getting more practice. They have more overall time. You know, they are playing at least double the amount of games necessary in their seasons as opposed to Western teams, right? Um. Look at the LCK versus the LCS, right? For for spring 2022, it's a double round robin for each team. 
um, or for each league, uh, each team will play 18 matches, right? But for matches in the definition of the LCS, which is North America, that's only one game. A match is one game, but because it's best of one. In Korea, a match is best of three. They have to play three games. You know, whoever gets, you know, whoever wins two for two games first gets the match win. So by the fact that the Korean teams have to win two games in order to win the match, they're automatically paying double the amount of games that North America is. If it so goes, the- if it goes to the full, you know, best of three and they have to play all three games, that could be triple the amount of games that North American players are playing. Well, that's why they have the smaller round robins rather than it's like, okay, double round no, robins. You, you, I think you missed the first part. The, the formats are exactly did. this. We're, we're talking about Korea versus North America at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, the formats are, are exactly the same with one with one key difference, right? It's the same amount of teams, the same amount of matches, the same double round robin. The key difference is North America plays best of ones where Korea plays best of threes. And this is why I've been advocating for North America to also go ahead and go with the best of threes. Yeah. And as I was saying before, I, uh, I guess before you had to step away, problem with North America is they only care about the, they, they, they think that the North American audience is going to suffer burnout from having to watch best of threes. And the one little experiment they did a few years back, apparently people did not respond to best of threes very well, but we sit down and turn around and watch LEC all the time because we're not getting that many games out of LCS. Right. And on top of that, as we talked about during worlds is that with Look at the look at the Eastern teams, right? Look at their performance and in internationally as opposed to Western teams. They're winning championships, they're going to semifinals, they're dominating. Why? They get more experience. Yep, you're absolutely right. And this is what they were complaining about. It's like, hey, they're playing a whole bunch more games than we are over here. It's you know, the LCK plays best of threes the lcs plays best of ones um china plays best of threes like and they're playing you know okay sure they 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 technically they play less matches per split but at 16 as opposed to 18 but even still they're playing more games in the lcs because they're best of threes so that's 16 times two because it's, you're guaranteed two games every match. That's mm-hmm. 32 games. Right. Like you're playing an absolute minimum of 32 games every split. And that's if you, you know, go 100%, you know, have a 100% perfect run or whatever. You know, you 2-0 every single opponent, which not going to happen. Yeah, you're not going to 2-0. The only way way you're going to do that is probably if you're damn one, and damn one couldn't even do it. No. 
Like realistically, you are probably going. I'm not going to say you're going to have to three. You're going to play three games in every single, you know, game of your of your split. So you're you're, you're not going to look at that maximum 48 number, but you're probably playing. I don't know. I would say an average of 41, 42 games a split. I was about to say you figure about half and half. Half go best of two. Half go or half go two. Half go three. Yeah. So you're probably playing, you know, 41, 42, 43 games a split. Yeah. Whereas if you're a North American team, you're playing 18 games a split. Right. And that's what? A third? They're yeah, about... it's a third because yeah. it's, yeah, it's a. It, it, so you're roughly you're you're playing roughly a third of the games that the, the 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 eastern teams are playing and no wonder there's a gap there. We're not we're not giving our players the right amount of experience. Because as as we've said before, playing on stage and playing against other professional players in in that controlled professional environment is vastly different from playing in high-ranking solo queue. Right. I mean, there's there's tons of factors, you know, ping communication, um, a coach to draft, you know, so on and so forth. Like those are the major ones I can think of. Um, if we return to crowds, crowds are going to be a thing again, especially 2022. My goodness, I am sixth man is definitely going to be a thing Huge. in 2022. Huge. Like some of these players have not played, like have never played a career game with a crowd. And for other players, it's been three years. So that's going to be some major adjustments right there. Yeah. Because sure, the, the, the players can't hear the crowds, right? They have white noise pumped into their headsets. That's a fun fact. Um, there is a, a certain amount of white, like they can actually adjust the, the level on it. The players are allowed to adjust the volume, but it's not allowed to go below a certain threshold. But there is white noise or, or no, it's not entire. It's not white noise like the static you hear on TV. That's well, what almost, actual white noise is, but well, there's it's, it's very, more like pink. It, 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 for those of you who have television backgrounds, it's more like pink noise. Well, and also because there was something similar at my old job, we always thought that it was air conditioning, that it was constantly going on all the time. And we thought, okay, at a certain point, the air conditioning will just turn off come to find out that they were similar like white noise machines not as you said actual static with from the tv but well that's that is a form of white noise and and usually that's most what white noise is most associated with but there's different types of white noise um if you have a like the uh, if you have a broadcasting background like myself you know or you have an audio background you'll you know more about the different types of of noise filler so to speak that there is like white noise pink noise blue noise etc 
at least I believe it's blue noise. I don't know. It's been a while. I know white noise and pink noise are the two that are used in broadcast a lot. Right. Um, but yeah, they basically pump uh, a pink noise into the player's headphones so that they can't hear the crowd. Right. And they can't hear the casters because these casters, they get loud. Right. Oh, yeah. I can believe that. And if you look at some of these studios, like in LEC, for example, the casters are maybe 12, 15, 20 feet, maybe 50 feet at absolute most away from where the players are actually playing. And when they're shout casting, and it's called shout casting for a reason, it's not difficult to hear somebody 50 feet away, even with headphones in. If they're loud enough. But yeah, I think that, you know, the the players are going to have to get used to knowing that there's crowds there. And if they make a big play, they can feel the vibrations. Because I know there are players that have been like, oh, yeah, I remember when I made that big play, I could feel the stadium or I could feel the arena, the vibrations from everybody cheering and stomping and clapping. Like that, that crowd thing is, is going to be huge, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for 2022, but I think that there are more, I think there are, there are still big fundamental changes that need to be made in Western leagues, which basically means the, LE, the LCS and the LEC. And namely, it's add, add one or two teams, put in salary caps. And make it so that we have amazing talent not sitting on the bench. Um, and make it a little bit more even com- competition field for organizations overall. Yes, at the end of the day, somebody has to play bottom feeder. Somebody's going to win. But at least make it a little bit easier so that you don't have orgs that will never get fans because of the fact that they are bottom feeders. And that they are perpetual bottom feeders because they, you know, they don't have the revenue. They don't have the money to go and try to get these bigger players so that they can, you know, try to get out of their their bottom feeding hole situation. But. That's that's what I have to say about that. Um, Now, again. And this really, to kind of tie a bow on this, this goes back to the arguments that we've had before. Another thing, if you're going to, number one, expand leagues like you should, I think 12 is a reasonable number across the board. But number two, have a more universal format for your tournaments. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think that all of the splits should run on the same rule set, just like Worlds runs on the same rule set. Now, obviously, I I, I, I think that regional allowances are okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. You can have some tweaks here in an A, 
over in you china yeah. korea what happened that's fine but overall but yeah overall i think that the I think the LCK format works. Double round robin, best yep. of three. Yes. With their single elimination, best of five playoffs. The only thing I'm not a fan of is like the stepladder, but I'm not a fan of the stepladder. Well, that's, really Chi- across that's, the board. that's, that's Chinese. Like that's okay. how China does it. Well, yeah, but even Korea, then, if you're having Korea, Korean playoffs, which, which we can use because it's similar to, LCS um one through six goes to the playoffs first and second get playoff buys into the semifinals but the playoffs themselves are single elimination okay so that's your traditional 16 bracket that I'm fine with the only thing about with China I never like the step ladder the step ladder is a heavy heavy disadvantage to the higher ranked teams because you have that long of a layoff. Yeah, but they also have 17 fucking teams. No, and I get that you have 17 teams. They they, they have to make something work that can be executed on very quickly with a minimum amount of games with the um, very high number of teams that they have. So cut the playoffs to eight. You could do that, yeah. And as for someone who is an advocate of about, you know, teams making the playoffs and this and that, I only like expansion when it's done right. I don't like this particular 10-team format. If you're doing this and you need something quick and dirty, go to eight. It's, and this is another case to where it goes to Korea. They do it right. It's top six. You keep it top six. Well, bam. Single elimination, you could be one and done. Top two gets Yeah, and you can even... You can even introduce these changes to Korea and it wouldn't change things, right? Because Korea has 10 teams as well. Yes. You could give them two more teams and this isn't going to affect them. No, it won't. That's going to affect them the same way it'll affect the it'll affect the LCS. Yeah. But no, I 100% believe that it should be 12 teams across the board. Yes, China needs to trim down. Yep. Unfortunately, China kind of gets to do their own thing because Tencent versus Riot, but we have talked about that before. Um, And we have also talked about how to fix that before. But yeah, I think 100% across the board, 12 teams, double round robin, 22 matches, best of three, uh, 16 seed playoffs where you know uh first and second get the semifinal by single elimination best of five playoffs yeah done done and done that way you'll get a lot more parity when come worlds and you can even see some of that parity with other tournaments like msi or what have you yeah i was gonna say i mean if you introduced that right now tomorrow for the 2022 season right I don't know if you're going to get two teams immediately, but even if you just, you know, change the format immediately without the two extra teams. Yep. And say, okay, everybody's going to best of threes. It's going to be, you know, single elimination, best of five playoffs. Instead of this loser's bracket thing that, you know, NA and 
or double elimination thing that NA does and the you know stepladder thing that that China's doing. Um I think you 100% see a difference going into MSI as far as team parity goes. Yeah, because honestly, you know, really I think agree. I think I think players and organizations may complain a little bit uh, you know, going into spring, you know, oh my god, so many fucking matches. Um but I think if they get the time if if, if they do it for a year, right? And give the teams enough time to adjust to it. I think at the end of the day, the teams are going to like it more. Yeah. Because, because it puts them, it puts them at this, it puts them on the same competitive level that the Eastern teams are at. It doesn't change the Eastern teams. And you can't go, you can't sit there at a press conference at rules and claim unfairness in competition anymore. Which I understand the point, but I also thought that was a little bit of a, a low blow, dirty pool. Well, I mean, but sometimes dirty pool can be effective like that because you're in a situation to where you would have to do one of two things. You would either have to go to this universal format with, as you said, regional allowances or you would have to make some major changes to worlds. Yeah. Either of those would be welcome. And with the way that Riot is already setting things up for 2022, I they're think not both going of them to do are that. welcome. I think both of them are welcome. Right? Because like, even I, if I think you... I think at least from a North American standpoint, we want to see best of threes. Yes. And from a world standpoint, <clears throat> nobody wants this um Nobody wants the the single elimination best of five playoffs for a global tournament like that, where you have a whole month to run the tournament. Like the double elimination works for worlds, right? That yeah. that kind of step ladder double elimination type thing, type format. That's what we want to see at worlds. We don't want to see that in normal season competitive play. Normal season competitive play, we just want basic single elimination. The best fucking team is the best fucking team. It's not, you know, some unlucky break of, oh, they had a bad day and they can redeem themselves in, you know, the loser's bracket. That's the kind of thing you save for at Worlds and everybody's traveling and yes. you actually can legitimately have bad days. Oh yeah. And but again, when you're when you're playing domestically and you're in best of threes and you already have to play two games to beat your opponent to begin with. No, that is the, the best of three format definitive at least in my mind, definitively proves who a better team is. I completely agree. You can't agree. you can't just pull like if like in the current LCS format of oh look at this look at this current patch this strategy is here's a really cheesy strategy that our opponent probably doesn't know about it's not really widely out there as far as like leaked or whatever but we think we can execute on this really cheesy bullshit to get our win for the week right right you can't do that in the LCK because if you do that, sure, you can get one game off of it. 
but you're not going to get a second. Right. Your opponent is going to see what you just did and ban it out the next game. Of course. And that is the one thing I've never been too huge on on the LCS because we have had teams that have done that, right? They have used, you know, cheesy strat picks for a couple of weeks when, you know, especially right when a new patch drops and get a couple of free wins that way. And we've seen some of those free wins to, you know, be the the game-changing difference between certain teams going to playoffs and certain teams not going to playoffs as well. So, well, let me ask you this then, since we're talking about these changes and we can sort of look ahead as we wrap things up. 2022, we can pretty much argue that it's not necessarily feasible immediately. Yeah, Yeah, they're not going to put this in for spring. I would be shocked if they put it in for summer. They usually don't do things like they don't. It's just like the base game itself. They don't right. make drastic changes to how the, the tournament as a whole operates in the middle of the fucking year. So how about this? 2023. Look ahead a year. Okay. So, uh, all right. We know that this isn't working. We've already got our sites set up and everything for Worlds 2022. We've got the tournaments. Play everything as normal as we get back to having crowds. 2023. Massive overhaul. Changes here to LCS. I don't necessarily know about China, as you say, with the whole 10 cent thing. Maybe changes to Korea. And on top of all of that, changes to worlds. You let everybody know. 2023 this is how things are gonna be we've looked at it we see all these things we've been listening but you don't make the changes until 2023 i think you could do that as early as like maybe the end of msi yeah you can make the announcement at msi say okay even to have a but, but i'll go i'll go to- i'll go one further on this right <laughs> i'll go one further Okay. I think you can make world's changes this year. I think you can make maybe not maybe not the overarching sweeping world's changes like rebuild the format from the ground up. Cuz honestly, I think they need to rebuild the tournament from the ground up. They do, as we've mentioned. But I think you can change the bracket stage, right? Yes. Which is the re- the biggest point of contention that everybody had had issues with with the 2021 tournament was the bracket stage um so we're talking semi or quarterfinals onward uh-huh i think those changes and 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 the easiest change i think you do is a double elimination right oh and i even have a roadmap of how to do that how you would do it your group winners go into the winner's bracket. Your group runners up go into that kind of loser's like secondary bracket. Right. Run it from there. Yeah. 
with double elimination. In essence. But... I mean, you would have to because otherwise you're just doing the same thing that you're doing now, right? Well, the reason why I say it wouldn't necessarily be like, yeah, you could do. I'll work it out in my head, but it's something along those lines. It's not exactly that same way, but you you think wouldn't... one you think one seeds should play one seeds and four seeds should play four seeds, where right now it's one seeds are playing four seeds. Exactly. So it basically it's like set up to where if you're in the first so that, round, so that you yeah so that you effectively don't end up with the way that it's always been, which is you get a de facto you know strong side winner side bracket versus a you know loser side bracket. You yeah. get the teams more evenly distributed. Yeah, or and the reason why I say it wouldn't necessarily be a strict double elimination. Are you familiar with Australian rules football? I know of it, but I am not familiar with their tournament format. How it works is this. It's eight teams. The top four play each other. Five through eight play each other. The top four teams are in what is a de facto double elimination. Because in the first round, you have your one, four, two, three, five, eight, and six, seven. Okay. In the second round, your top four losers play your bottom four winners. Okay. And then in the next round, those second round winners play your top four winners. And then after that, you've got two teams left standing. That's your grand final. So you play two, three, and then you play one, two. Well, you would play one, four. Right. The loser of the one, four would play the winner of the five, eight. The winner of the one, four would get a bye. Yeah, put this in numbers because that'll make it easier for me to understand. All right, so the winner of the 1-4 gets a bye. The loser okay. of the 1-4 plays the 5-8 winner. So the loser of the 1-4 is the 4, obviously. Yeah. So if you're going by chalk, if you want me to just go by chalk with this. Yeah. So 1-4, Your okay. second, Your second round would be... Four, five, three, six. And that's a lot more evenly distributed. Yes. Now, in your third round, which would be the semifinals, how they do it in Australia is they flip-flop across the bracket to avoid earlier rematches. So it would be instead of... Which is something that League already does. Right. They so don't inst- like they they don't like re they don't like groups having to play each other again. Right. So under this system, it would be one three two four in the semifinals. Okay. And then those winners go on to your final. That could work. 
Now just expand it to uh, actually you don't even have to expand it to a 16 team format, right? That would work and it would be a lot more evenly distributed than the current system that they're using. Precisely. Which means the games are a lot more even footed and we don't have like what we saw at this year's worlds where we only had what four out of four, six, seven. Yeah. There were seven overall brackets series. And we had what there was the quarterfinals, the RNG quarterfinals, um, both of the semifinals and the finals all went to five games. Yeah. Or I should say, well, they all went to five games by default, but it was, or they didn't go by five games by default. It just so happened that way, but it was more than the three Oh shutout is what I'm saying. Yes. So we had four out of seven, which is usually three out of seven because finals usually is a ends up being a shutout. But I think you see less shutouts, right? Like yes. The quarterfinals was entirely shutouts. Nobody wants to see, especially at quarterfinals, nobody wants to see shutouts at quarterfinals, right? No, no, like, you don't. Sh- if shutouts are going to happen, they should probably happen in the group stage. They either happen in the group stage or they happen at finals. But even then, that makes a boring finals. No, none of the finals have ever been enjoyable when they've been shutouts. Right. And if you want to keep it to where you have, you're still having the play-ins, which I still disagree with, but you could do it to where your group winners, as I said, get those top four seeds, draw them against each other, and then your runners-up get those bottom four seeds, draw them against each other. Again, keeping that bracket balance. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that they need to fix for Worlds, right? Is the bracket isn't balanced. The way that they the way that they draw that bracket, you always end up with a strong side and a weak side of the bracket. Yep. And that's why you always end up with these curb stomps through the entirety of the bracket stage. Like, even if it doesn't, even if it isn't like a full shutout 3 0, even if it's a 3 1, more often than not, the team that wins still looks like they are absolutely curb stomping the other one. Yep. The only time, honestly, the games really look close is when it is the full five game series. You're right. You're absolutely right. And these are the kind of things and we talked about all through the knockouts and the numbers proved it in the ratings. You oh, yeah. More eyeballs, Wyatt is exponentially happier. But I think if they change the format, they're also going to... I would be <laughs> willing to put money. Hashtag bet on Bovada. Please follow all local gambling laws. 21 means 21. God damn it. I would be willing to put money on the fact that if they change the tournament format, 
even if it's just the knockout format, right? I want to I want to see him get rid of the play-ins, but they can find a way to keep it at the 21 whatever form or 22 team format so that they can have all the fucking you know primary regions have three four seeds and still get the play-in folks in or the 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 wild card regions in right but they got to get rid of the play-in they got to get rid of the play-ins yeah but if they change just the bracket stage or or right they just change the bracket stage i guarantee you those viewership numbers will go up Oh, of course. Of course. Now, 100%. Now, I'll throw you this extra curveball. You do get rid of the plans. You keep it at 24 teams, like I mentioned, with the groups of six. You still do that. You have the four groups of six. You could still make it a 16-team bracket stage. But with an extra caveat. Well, that's how or, big the tournament is normally is 24 teams. Right. But what I'm saying it's just, is it's just been 20, it's just been 22 for the past two years because Vietnam has some seriously strict travel protocol. Right. And I get that, but I'm saying you have the 24, you have the play instead of the 24 teams, your ones with your play-ins and your all eight that, teams in the play-in stage, yeah. Well, usually in the past, it's been like 12. Or, sorry, 12. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of your 12 in the play-ins, 12 automatically get into groups. They all get into group. You can have a 16-team final round. And I say final round after the group stage. But you could do the first round knockout, say, like a best of three again. Yeah. Yeah, and then you don't have to do best of fives for the quote unquote play in stage, right? So you have that best of three, you're essentially moving that play in stage to the end. Then, once you have your eight teams for the quarterfinals, you can match it up similarly. You could still have it to where the top two teams in each group get those eight seeds, winners move into that top four bracket. And then your next eight teams, your third and fourth place teams in group, they still move to that bottom four bracket. And then you have the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, what have you, under the Australian format. But yeah, no, if they implemented that, if they implemented just the Australian rules for the knockout stage, for, for brackets for this year's Worlds, viewership will definitely go up and riot if anybody happens to be listening to this podcast number one thank you number two in exchange for these ideas all we are asking for are credentials and travel to cover some of your big tournaments yes send us to worlds put me on camera i promise i clean up well i look like crap right now but i promise i clean up well and you don't even have to you don't even have to put me on camera if you don't want to, as long as I have some sort of presence there. If people can hear me, I'm fine with that. But, yeah, no, I think 
I, I yeah, these are these are pipe dreams that are less looking like pipe and more looking like reality, right? So they're laying the pipe as it were. Yes. Hopefully they don't accidentally stuff the pipes with the banana cream pies. <laughs> Had to get one last one in and thank you for oh. the Facebook like. Of course. Of course, I had to get that one last one in there. I mean, that was just too easy. That was, I think that was monkey worthy, honestly. Like that's, 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 that was a good setup. You got to admit. Yeah, it was. I don't know if the monkey moment is, pat you know what? Fuck the monkey it. moment. I mean, the monkey moment passed, but fuck it, right? It's two in the morning as we're recording this. We're wrapping up. It's been almost two and a half hours. Yeah, I was going to say, we're pretty much at the end of it here. I, that's really the biggest topic I wanted. I kind of wanted to talk about this week was really just, you know, some preseason wrap-ups. Um, not a lot of happening in the LCK um, drama-wise. I mean, we saw the stuff with T1 and Kana. Uh, a lot of their rosters are starting to finalize over there. Um, I think next week we should be able to officially go in and, and definitively say, here are rosters for spring. Um, here's who's playing. Here's who's not playing. And preseason will be over, right? Because... I don't think anybody's going to do anything crazy over Christmas, and I doubt we're going to get any very last-minute stuff in January. Nah. Uh, with a lot of teams announcing their final rosters and stuff, I think our preseason coverage is, at least professional preseason coverage, is almost done. Um, speaking of next week, uh, schedule right so next week we will have our normal show uh on the 13th uh and then we'll be taking some time off right i believe we said we're going to do an episode monday the 20th right we will do a christmas week episode but we're yes. gonna take new year's week off correct I that was the plan correct Okay, and then we'll be back on the 3rd of January. Starting with our regular coverage as things slowly build up. Yeah, we're going to talk about just more random stuff. Because uh, we don't get... Um, LCS doesn't start until February 5th, so we're still slightly more than two months out right now to uh, the start of spring. But holidays will make that go by very fast. Of course, especially with all the hectic Christmas shopping. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think that's going to do it for us today. Um, since it is now technically December 7th, um, I am going to end the note end the show on a little bit of a somber note. Um, today is Pearl Harbor Day. 
in the U.S. The 80th anniversary, no less. Um, so this episode dedicated to all of those who died at Pearl Harbor. And on a more personal note, today is also my late mother's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Oh, who ironically was named Pearl. And she was alive when Pearl Harbor happened. She was a teenager. That's a long story for those of you in internet land who are wondering. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll cover it on a whatever segment. Maybe. So. In remembrance to Pearl Harbor and happy birthday, mom. This has been another episode of League to the Max or whatever. I have been your host, Brian Andesian Espinoza. You can find me on Twitter at the Andesian. Um, you can direct your hate mail. Uh, not today, though. Uh, please send your well wishes instead to s.garmer at gmail.com. Uh, viewer, where can, where can we find you online? And uh, where can they find the network and the podcast? Well, I don't feel like doing the plugs today. Well, for me, you can find me on Twitter at Squid Sports Head. Not a lot to live tweet about now, but uh, Great Cup Weekend is coming up for those in the Great White North. Uh, I may stumble across that, do some live tweeting of that game in case all the NFL games go south. Plus, there's a few uh, <clears throat> excuse me, college football bowl games that I'm going to be keeping my, my eye on. And if you're not interested in live tweeting or anything like that, you can look me up on Facebook. You know the drill by now. Guy, recliner, wine, what have you. You'll have the right picture. Tutoring, tax advice, me maybe getting into flame wars, or I don't know, stumbling across a thread of Belfies. That's a very long story. If you want to hear more of that story, slide into my Twitter DMs on Twitter undergo the proper and thorough vetting process and you will gain access to a cavalcade a cornucopia of all different sorts of media that you will be extremely thankful for now for the network facebook.com slash w2m network give us a follow thank you for watching twitch.tv slash w2m net thank you did for we ever watching. get that working by the way the the the, the twitter and all that the, uh, the network Twitter, no, we did not. I tried a few times. But we were still live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash W2Mnet. Please give us a follow, and if you can, subscribe. We'd love to have you. We're trying to do bigger things on Twitch. Twitter, unfortunately, it was not working tonight. Twitter.com slash W2Mnetwork. Give us a follow there as well. For you should go and check and make sure Rattlish didn't get us banned on Twitter. No, because I looked up the Twitter account and everything was working as normal. Yeah. I don't know, so I guess it was some sort of cross-wire. Now, if you're trying to find me on the network, soccer to the max. Again, as Sean is feeling better, we will definitely be coming back. We've got Thursday nights, Life is Like a Game Show. Yes, we're covering Alec Baldwin. Although, thankfully, not this week. 
Uh, actually, yeah, we do have the um, the month, the December schedule for Life is Like a Game Show. We actually, uh, we've done away with the viewer polls. Um, we're, we're structuring the episode as we get a little bit more serious now that we realize we've actually been doing this for a few months and we haven't gotten kicked off the air. Um, so this coming, not this week, uh, this week's episode, we're doing Double Dare. The other Double Dare. <laughs> for those of you who have been paying attention to Life is Like a Game Show, you will know what that means. Yes. Um, next week, we are doing our final episode slash final, or I should say final preemption uh, with Alec Baldwin. Because um, he did the he did the George Stephanopoulos interview last week. He's doing a 2020 interview this week. Well, um, he's not doing the 2020 interview. 2020. Or the, the, well, he's not doing a 2020 interview, but there's a 2020 special, I should yes. say. Yes. Um, so we're going to dedicate another full episode to talking about Alec Baldwin. Um, everything after this, if there's further updates, we're just going to do a, a, a segment on the regular show about it. Uh, if it needs to be recurring because of a trial or whatever, then so be it. Um, Christmas week. We don't know when Christmas week we will be streaming. Um, if we're all going to be available on the 23rd, but sometime the week of the 20th, there will be a year in review blooper show kind of similar to what we did for Thanksgiving, but with extra surprises. How are those um, going, by the way? I have started some work on them. Okay, good. And then I think it's unofficially, officially just to some, the week of the, the last week of the year is just off for the whole network. I know, it, it, I know life is like a game show is also taking off on December 30th. Yeah, life is like a game show is taking off. We're taking off. I'm rattling to most likely have something for you. And of course, for those who have been waiting for the kickoff, again, still on hiatus. We have not forgotten about you guys out there. We haven't forgotten about all the craziness with bowl season and everything coming up. We've not forgotten how. I have off-air correctly predicted how the college football playoff was going to be seeded because I know the committee's mentality. But <laughs> at the at the end of the NFL regular season, so before wild card weekend, we're looking to reconvene, see how things go, and come back in some form for the stretch run to the Super Bowl. Okay, now, that's good. If I can convince a few people to maybe do some special Winter Olympics coverage, I can make that as a peace offering as well. I might be willing to help with that. Uh, that again, that's across the board. I'm going to put that out to everybody at the network. See what's up and what's what. Um. <clears throat> by the way, speaking of the Olympics... Um, league is set to become an Olympic sport. I have to dig up the article on that, but I read about that recently. When? 2028? I don't know if it's 2028. It's sooner than that, I believe. Uh, also, one bit of news that I forgot to cover as I'm looking through our show notes here. Uh, I know we talked about it. All Stars has been canceled. Uh, Riot put out a, a statement. 
Um, effectively, what it came down to is they don't want people to have to quarantine for two weeks just to do a three-day show. And we need to really wrap this up because I got to go. Well, since we've done that, for we've already mentioned where we are. So for those of you, who, again, who would love to take your podcast orally, that's all well and good. We do not judge. Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Spotify, Overcast, Apple Pods, Google Pods, you name it, we are most likely on it. Yep. Uh, so we will see you guys next week. I don't know what the show is going to be yet next week, but we'll find something to talk about. We always do. Um, but for now, I'm Brian. That's been Eric. You've been listening to another episode of League of the Max or whatever here on the W2M Network. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.